Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something, something. With Lord Lattimore of Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. Incomplete. Something, something, Broncos. I am joined today by Lori Lattimore Volkman. She's up here. And Tim Lynch, he's behind this blue curtain over here. Over here. Um, we're uh, very excited to be here. Uh, Doing it live tonight. We are brought to you by that piece of Matt Schaub's ear that Joe Mays uh, knocked off way back in 2012. Okay, this is this is one where you say, so you want to play quarterback in the NFL. I'll stand back there and take a shot like that. I lost a piece of my ear. I was bleeding in my helmet cow, so I had to come out for a play, but, uh, you know, I was fine. You know what's a good segue to watching a, a man yeah, get concussed and have half of his ear uh, ripped off by another football player? Something to hide it with and that is a hat and uh today uh news leaked or, or i guess it's not leaked but it was revealed that the denver broncos have a new draft hat they're inspired by the flag in which uh the region they play so the denver city flag um is is the inspiration so what do we think about the new broncos hat uh Lori, i see you're wearing some festive headgear uh, <laughs> Draft yeah, hat conversation. I think the hat's it's pretty cool. My only complaint, honestly, is that because of those orange mountain-like things on the front, it kind of it kind of makes it 
so busy. I kind of think it takes away from our logo, but it's a lot better than most of them. What do you think, Tim? Do you like the uh, the new hat? Are you are you gonna rush out and, and buy one from NFL Shop for uh, thirty one dollars, or are you gonna buy one from Fanatic for thirty eight dollars? No, but I do like the hat. Um, I just um, mostly because the other hats here are pretty bad. I mean, look at this Chiefs hat. Holy God, what what is this? What I don't understand. That is terrible. And, you that know, is pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. They're a terrible franchise, but you know. What is it supposed to be? I don't know. I like, think it's the city flag for Kansas City. It's, it's your something. hopes and dreams leaving from you know. Wilting. The, and there's, I yeah. see a lot of wilting. It's <laughs> it's, it's actually the Kansas City uh, Jimmy Buffett uh, Margaritaville. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, compared, uh, compared to the Broncos, the Broncos one, I think it looks good. good. I like yeah. it. The, my only complaint is uh, the the Broncos uh, the Broncos low, uh, hat is it's too tall. Like if if you look at, at my head, I I only have so much space here, and, and and it's it's like a good three inches taller than than my head. So I I I think we need to stop making them so tall. We're going like ten gallon hat. Style. I am happy though. It is not flat brim. We're getting away from that. Um, I'm showing my age. Um, <laughs> I'm with you though. Those flat brim ones look kind of dumb. I, I don't like the I don't like the leader style. I like the fitted ones that you know that you that you work on for a couple of years to get nice and, yeah, and yeah. round. Fit well, your I have head. a hat that is actually of that so much that it is self-curling like I'm afraid it's going to just turn into like a cylinder but it, I, I think it's an improvement over past uh, draft hats enough about hats they started the off-season program today uh, we got to hear from both Vaughn Miller and Cortland Sutton uh, so what were your initial impressions well, there are a couple that, from Vaughn that really jumped out at me like <laughs> especially with his weight I remember I remember the Super Bowl year, him talking in the offseason about how he'd, he'd kind of gotten, he'd trimmed down, he'd changed his diet, was eating lean meat. Do you remember, you know, like he's eating chicken and turkey and he's not eating burgers anymore. And, and you know, he was so strong that year. And then today he's talking about how he, he'd, you know, he'd really like to be about 10, 12 pounds heavier and go back to that, you know, like 245. 246 and he was down at 235 236 and so he's trying to put on 10 pounds and I, I you know somebody asked him if he thought that was going to affect his speed jumping off the line and he said no but you know I question it too I feel like a, a really lean strong fast Von Miller is kind of more what I'd like to see he wants it because he feels like it's going to give him a little more a little more edge when it comes to all those offensive linemen that 10 extra pounds gives him a little extra time and a little extra push. And so I understand that. I, I hope it, I hope he's right. And I hope we, you know, it doesn't take anything away from his speed because his speed off the line is what gives him that, just that tiny edge to get to the quarterback. Yeah, I agree. I think way back when, when he put on the weight, he was trying to get up much heavier than, than 245. So, um, I think what he saw last year was just he struggled to do to get by using power. Um, so when you when your only move is speed, you know, kind of gives 
the offensive line an idea of what you're going to do. So I, I'm okay with it. Um, you know, I think that one year he got injured, he was trying to get like really heavy, like 255, 260. He was trying to push to like a 4-3 edge, you know, defensive end, which isn't what Vaughn's game is about. So I'm, I'm okay with this. It's not extreme. It's just he just wants a little more power to his game. If Vaughn gets to the quarterback, I really don't care what he weighs. <laughs> so, <laughs> Agreed. I'm going to trust you. Vaughn, you be process. you. I'm cool with it. I just – I do – I really – I really love how how lean he's been, you know, just because he is he's just so explosive. What I love about Vaughn is he takes this so seriously. No dancing with the stars this year. No dancing with the stars. He loves football. He is always doing what he can to get better or to you know figure out what's going to be the optimal Vaughn Miller. He hasn't had a team to kind of help him be the optimal Vaughn Miller the last couple of years, but you know, I have full confidence that if he feels like the weight's not working for him, he's gonna he's gonna change that. Well, I, I'm I'm okay with him adding the weight. He's just got to stay away from the mozzarella sticks. Uh, <laughs> be, be leery of of any packages coming from Oakland or Las Vegas or um, Los Angeles or Kansas City that are just are just mozzarella sticks only because that's a trap. <laughs> That's not good. It's going to make him sick. I hope he learned his lesson. Um, no mozzarella sticks. How do you get sick eating mozzarella sticks? Strange cheese deep fried. How do you mess that up? Did he buy them from the stadium? Is that? Well, <laughs> string cheese deep fried. You just answered your own question. I mean, there's not a single thing healthy about that. That'll mess up your system in a heartbeat, especially because he went to a whole lot healthier diet the last couple of years. You know, he said you, you put... You got to put premium gas in the Ferrari. So yeah, if you put the unleaded, you're going to screw it up. We're, we're not Ferraris, Jess, so <laughs> we can eat those mozzarella sticks. Just bring those mozzarella sticks over here. I'll, I'll take them. <laughs> you know, he also said something else. You don't want this guy to be this guy in, in the press conference, and then he gets in front of the team and there's this other guy getting Vic Fangio, whether he's in the press conference, wherever the, whether he's in front of the team or whether he's talking to you one-on-one. -one. So I, I kind of loved hearing that. <laughs> I agree. I, I didn't look at it as any kind of a dig on Vance Joseph. Well, I, I always felt like Vance <laughs> Joseph, he tried to be the same guy. His problem was he was so uncomfortable in front of the camera and talking to reporters because, or in his own skin as head coach. Well, that's ex exactly. I think because he never really was the head coach, right? We we always knew it was John Elway. So I think if if he had to answer questions about scheme, then he started talking much more freely. But when he had to talk about questions about the team and about decisions and who's going to play where, and you could tell he'd have no freaking idea. And that's because he wasn't the one calling the shots. But anyway, Vic Fangio... What's great about what Vaughn said is he corroborated what we were talking about last week. Vic Fangio is is who he is, and he's going to do it the way he's been doing it, and that's been working, and he's not going to take crap from anybody. Just because he's here with John Elway doesn't mean he's going to start doing things a particular way. If he doesn't want to watch film, he's not going to watch film. He's going to get to know the players. He's going to watch them play and Vaughn said he can tell the big thing with Vic is technique 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 and so I feel like we have a great opportunity to have a coach who's going to actually make sure these guys are playing good football
and that will help the team get better. So I, I'm encouraged by what Vaughn said, partly because it gives us some insight into what Fangio said. They're starting off on the right foot. I mean, you know, Vaughn was there at uh, Fangio's press conference, which he, he, you know, he's had, what, three coaches come and go, and he's never been to one of the press conferences. Like, it's, I think it's, it's telling. Like, I think it's, like, he's taking interest, yes. And, but at the same time, he's like, look, okay, like, we can't be changing this out. Like, we got to we gotta make this work. So, I, like, from the get-go, I'm going to be right here, and we're going to do this together. Liking everything right now. So uh, what about Cortland Sutton? He had some things to say. It's very similar to Vaughn in that he's really excited about his new coordinator, you know, genuinely jazzed about how they're going to go about the offense this year. And that, I think, definitely speaks to <laughs> the difference from last year to this year. I think he's already talking like, yeah, this, this already sounds a lot better, and I'm really excited about this scheme. He's talking about how... He likes to catch the ball, but what he really loves is run blocking, which kind of surprised me for a wide receiver. Yeah, and it reminded me a lot of DT when he was a young wide receiver. Uh, he came in uh, the NFL kind of raw, uh, had a, a tremendous amount of talent, uh, but he made his his living in college off of blocking in that offense that they ran. So to hear him say that, Clearly, he was brought in to kind of um, succeed Demarius Thomas, who, you know, he'll go down as one of the all-time greatest wide receivers in Broncos history. Um, but it's, you know, it's good to hear because in in this West Coast-style offense, the the Shanny whatever the heck they're going to run this year, Shanny-style offense, it's going to be a run-heavy offense. Wide, wide receivers are going to have to block. And don't count Emmanuel Sanders out either. He's he's a great run blocker. He get, he loves to get in there and, you know, get dirty. He might not be a, a big guy, but he does what he needs to do <laughs> to get the job done. <laughs> that guy, he might weigh 150 soaking wet. I like hearing hearing about, about the run blocking just because you know, it reminds me of my dear friend, Rod Smith, who was, who was money in run blocking. Terrell Davis, I mean, he made hay uh, running through yeah. the and, and uh, you know, not that, not that Rod Smith was opening up lanes, but he was definitely blocking downfield along with uh, Ed McCaffrey. I mean, who can remember that killer block in Super Bowl 32? Wasn't even was... a running play. Any day. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't a running play. But that, I mean, that's, I mean, you want to talk about wide receivers blocking. That That's like one of the best. What's, what's also interesting, which is going to be pretty telling, hopeful, hopefully for the draft, he mentions it's an offense that's going to utilize a lot of running backs and tight ends. <laughs> My first thought was, well, we better find a tight end. Then. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we, we haven't been allowed to use the tight ends for the last couple of years. So it's going to be new. It's going to be innovative. I'm pretty excited to see it. We have Jake Butt and Jeff Hireman who have been good but are a little iffy. So I definitely expect Elway and company to find a top tier tight end in the draft you know second or third round would be my guess yeah that'd be nice it's been a, p a component that's just has been lacking and you know I'm, I'm excited about the guys that we have it's just they just haven't been able to stay healthy hireman hasn't had a full season yet and jake butt tore his other acl right so even as good as we hope they're going to be they're still not going to be 100 percent. yeah like like what Topher just said, said in chat but is in a perpetual state of recovery. You know, he is. I, I love the guy, but he's just, man, 
it's it sucks. And Hireman, he got injured before he even signed his contract. So <laughs> it, it, we need we just need a healthy tight end, someone who can can just can just make it through. While we hope Jake Butt is going to get healthy and he's going to stay healthy and he's going to be a great tight end, I think you're going to have to draft one early. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> okay. Virgil Green was a good tight end. He just wasn't quite what we. He was, but he wasn't. A, he didn't end up. You know, he, he didn't catch the ball very often, and I don't know. Some of that was probably just being targeted. Um, wait, wait, are you guys talking about the great Los Angeles Charger, Virgil Green? <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> he was a good tight end for us. I like Virgil. He was, uh, he was, he was not flashy. He was a uh, lunchbox kind of guy. Uh, he didn't catch many balls, and so people didn't really notice. <laughs> but, yes, he, he, he was – Excellent at blocking. No, in fact, the only times we saw him were uh, usually in the preseason when we were told that he was going to have a huge impact with the offense <laughs> in the passing game. And every like every coach that came through every press conference, that was always what we were going to hear. And then he always just kind of fell back into that blocking yeah. role. But I don't know that that was his fault. <laughs> that was a Trevor Simeon problem, too. Well, yeah. I think Topher hit the nail on the head with you, Jez. He was just saying he was always being hyped up and then never had that great year that he was being hyped up for. <laughs> I think part of the issue with Virgil Green is we saw that he was he was out there working and he was doing his thing. And there was always a promise, I think, to him, too, that he was going to get to have more passes and get to catch the ball. And I truly think... A lot of things with him were the this the play calling and the quarterback. So I think Virgil Green is wasn't ever going to be anything spectacular. But part of the reason he didn't turn out to be what he was hyped was because of our offense, not necessarily because of his skills. Julius was great because Peyton Manning threw for five million yeah. yards and fifty-five touchdowns, and you know. He didn't need right. to block. Who you're going to block? You're just running down the field catching passes from the goat. So, you know, just do that. <laughs> Vaughn Miller and Cortland Sutton were asked about Joe Flacco, and I thought their comments were kind of funny. Vaughn, of course, like my locker's next to him. He's a cool guy. He's tall. That's good. That's good for a quarterback. <laughs> and then Cortland, he seems really excited about getting together with Joe Flacco and developing some of that timing chemistry and and figuring out their different styles and so you know it's it's always good when you're excited about your quarterback. <laughs> that is true and the thing that struck me with uh, Cortland Sutton Sutton talking about Joe Flacco is that he focused really on the height and being able to see things so. It sounds right. like receivers felt like, uh, you know, maybe Case Keenum wasn't seeing a whole lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to talk about now is Mr. Chris Harris Jr. And his lack of, in a, of a contract extension. Because I don't understand why that isn't done yet. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you. I'm sure it's money. And Elway's looking at his age, and he's he's afraid to commit, even though Chris Harris Jr. deserves it. He totally deserves it. 
He does. But always well. thinking, he's thinking money and age, and he's thinking, I have Bryce Callahan now who can, you know, possibly take over. And he he's looking down the road, and he doesn't want to commit yet. Well, see, you know, I did that. I looked down the road. Are you going to find somebody who's going to be better than Chris Harris Jr. anywhere on the field in 2019, 2020, 2021? going to happen to him is going to be the same thing that we that we ended up doing with Aqib Tlaib and hopefully I cross your fingers maybe Elway will learn his lesson because it hurt us to not have Aqib Tlaib last year big time and even if Tlaib isn't going to have four more years he was going to have two and that's going to be the situation with Chris Harris Jr. Elway knows he's got another good year maybe another good two years what he doesn't want to do is lock in for four and have a wider have a cornerback who's on the wrong side of 30 as Scotty likes to say and can't keep up and then we're you know we we have him locked into a contract so you can structure this contract he was he's right now he's the 23rd highest paid cornerback in the NFL according to Mike Kliss Kliss's uh, nine news post today and he finished ranked fourth in the NFL at the position. So he's paid the 23rd highest, but he's he's playing the fourth highest. I say you do you do a structure where you pay him. He's guaranteed to be here for three years. You know, uh, you pay him at a level that's definitely top 10 in the NFL. And you, you it's a four-year contract, but the fourth year is an option. So, so he gets a four-year deal where three years he's here for sure. And he's still, if he's still playing at a high level, They'll pick him up for his fourth year, and you spread the cap penalties out. Whatever you can, you can structure cap. It's not going to be a problem with the cap this year, but you just you get him paid, you get him locked down for four years if you want him, and you're good to go. There's there's no reason not to do it. I wish Elway would would. It's great that he thinks like a businessman, and you know he makes the hard decisions. I could never make the decisions he has to make. But sometimes he's got to he's got to step back a little, in my opinion, and recognize that he also sends a message to players all over the league. If you're not going to take care of the guys who put everything on the line for you, other players don't necessarily want to come play for you. <laughs> so, he, you know, when you have a Matt Paradis, when you have a Chris Harris Jr., honestly, even in a keep to leave. I think sometimes when they do everything that they can to make the team better, you have to you have to take that into account. And some, maybe you overpay them a little bit, or you don't feel like you're getting the totally equal end of the deal. That's okay. That player deserved that, and you need to send that message that you do want to take care of your players, so that other players want to come to your team. Even with Von Miller, that shit dragged out. I know. Ever so. And he and his first offer to Von Miller, Von was actually offended by. He was adult enough to basically go to Elway and say, "Look, <laughs> that offended me, and I want to just talk to you, and I want to let's let's make this happen. I want a good deal. I want to be here." And they did it. With any other personality, it might not have it might not have worked out. Let's uh, let's let's take a trip. Uh, there was a time before Chris Harris Jr. And there was Champ Bailey, and then there wasn't Champ Bailey, and we're talking mm, 
1999 through 2004 when the Clinton Portis for Trump Bailey trade went down. Um, no one seems to remember the uh, corners or even the secondary. I mean, it's a time before the no-fly zone. Um, we've been very spoiled since 2004 with corner play. And I, I, I just do not want um, John Elway to take it for granted. I mean, we could go back to... Delta O'Neill and and Willie Middlebrooks and and good God Daryl Gardner like level disasters like I mean we it, like it was it was a desert it was a desert in Denver before um, Champ Bailey came and then we were so lucky like how great we got Chris Harris Jr. he just like fell in our lap unrestricted free agent like just oh and we got the next Champ Bailey like here he is I mean I. That's a good point because Chris Harris Jr. is elite. He might not be as elite four years from now. He's still going to deserve to have gotten the contract so he can stay here for two to three years with no issue. Yeah. And, and it sends a message to the players that if you show up, you put in work, you excel, you'll get paid. Yeah. Like, that's a good message to send. Like it's, wor- it's worth the message. And it's and it's and it's bad if you send the other message, you know, that you you're going to come here, work hard and you're not going to get paid. So people aren't going to want to come initially. Well, one one thing I like about Elway is that he learns from his mistakes and he thought he could replace an aging Akib Talib with Bradley Roby and Tremaine Brock. And I think he might have learned his lesson there that. I like Bradley Roby. I think he's he's actually a starting cornerback in the NFL, but I don't think he's super, you know, elite. Tris Harris Jr. keep to leave good. You know what I'm saying? So, but most teams don't have two guys like a keep to leave and Chris Harris Jr. So we we've been spoiled. Year we were all so excited. We were so Tremaine Brock. Oh my gosh! And then uh, oh, and then Sue Cravens came later. We were all very excited about that too. And then both those. Uh, acquisitions just kind of fell like firmly on their ass like as soon as the season started it'll be nice to see if Fangio is the defense whisperer that we all hope he is because talented athletes like Sua Cravens can actually be a really you know key player in our in our secondary yeah let's just let's focus on the future let's not look at the mistakes of last year I mean I'm not gonna say Jermaine Brock and Sua Cravens were mistakes. They just were kind of unfulfilled promises of, of what could have been. A lot of fire. He's like, I've got a lot to prove. I've got a lot to prove. And it's like, all right, man, like, let's do it. Like, I like what you're saying. Like, I'm, I'm embracing you as a player, as a person. Like, go out there and prove but, everybody wrong in Washington. And, but he's a type like, he's a type like a Taqib Tlaib. If, if he buys in and truly buys into what the coaches are selling, dude's going to be playing lights out. And I have a feeling he's the type that would quit on a coach if he's just fed up. I think Akeem Tlaib did quit on the Broncos, his final, to end out the season. That's why they, they ended up parting ways with him. But if you have a play, if you have a guy like Akeem Tlaib or Sue Cravens who is just bought in the program and believes in what they're doing, he's going he's gonna to play at a higher level. The, the difference between Akeem Tlaib and Sue Cravens is that Akeem Tlaib is – an enforcer like when things like when um oh what's his name from atlanta uh uh the the guy who went after chris harris uh 
God, the running back. I can't remember his name. Um, went after went after Chris Harris and tried to take out his knee. Harry Douglas went after um, uh, Chris Harris's knee, and then next play, they're like wrestling around and and, and fighting, and and you know, it's like you don't do that to, to a member of the no fly zone, uh, you know, on which uh, Akeem is, is was a member, and and, and the then the whole like Michael Crabtree thing, it, it's like that was pretty awesome. Like, I mean, he's an enforcer, and it. Is Sua Cravens that enforcer personality? I don't know if that's the case. I don't think fans in particular realize how smart of a player Aqib Tlaib is. He is a student of the game. And I'm still sick that we didn't keep him because you cannot, those are also the kind of players you definitely want to have. The guys who are going to be studying how to be better all the time. It's a shame. I miss him too, Lori. I'm come back. Come back. <laughs> I am mad. I'm still mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. All right. So, um, I have I have like a crappy. It's kind of crappy. The uh, the the mystery question this week. But my brother-in-law, uh, he he texted me in the dark of night and was like, "All right, I want to know your greatest NFL football player." names and i was like oh well wait Bob is this the is this the raider fan that well i wasn't gonna bring that up but yeah it was it was he he brought up lincoln kennedy as a great raider as a great all-time football name and i'm like no that is not okay. that's two presidents it's it's too easy it's too on the nose we can't go there um but uh but yeah like i mean who like in your mind like who are extra points for bronco player names she Rich Tombstone Jackson. That's mine. Goose Gonsulin. Gonsulin. Gons, whatever. I can't say <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know what a great football Cold name? McCoy. Okay. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Barney Chavis. That was a good one. That's a good one, yeah. I yeah. think, you know what? Floyd Little is a good one. She says rolls good. off the tongue. I will even throw out to some Chargers. Uh, Junior Seau was pretty good. Yeah, um, cool. You can go um, Natron Means. Like that, that's a oh, pretty... that is a good one. Yeah. Natron Means Business. I remember that. <laughs> Steve Atwater. Yeah. I just like the name Atwater. Mm-hmm. Atwater. I think definitely. What about Bubby Brister? Is, th- is that a good one? Like, <laughs> No way. No way. Uh, Bronco Nagurski, right? That's pretty good. Curly Lambo is a good one. I mean, the, the you know. Y A Tittle. <laughs> oh, but see, there's that picture of him like bleeding to death in the end zone there. With, Bart Starr. <laughs> so okay, so what what are the are the worst now? Like what what are the worst? Bobby Brister. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Parkey. Trevor Simeon. Jeff Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Lewis. Kyle Orton. Yeah, boy, they they kind of write themselves, don't they? They do. <laughs> so what is the mystery question? Are we answering That was them? it. That was it. That was <laughs> we, we've answered it like 47 times. <laughs> yeah. Topher yeah. Dole, don't you bring Kyle Orton's neck beard into this, boy. Sammy Bye, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Topher Dole and I used to argue about Tebow and Orton every day in Mile High Report uh, comment section. Every day. I just, I wanted to just reach through the computer screen and choke him. 
Okay. Every now and then I get like these memories like that pop, you know, you can look oh, at your previous things and it's like time hop. You, you know, you find yourself like so on the train of a train wreck quarterback at the time. You don't even know it. Like you, you, read, don't. you read some of your posts and it's just like, like, I, you know, today, today, my like nine years ago, uh, Kyle Orton, that it's all going to be okay. We have a great offensive line. Like, it's all, like, you know, and I'm like, I put this on Facebook. Like people saw Delete. this. Like this is terrible. Like, gosh. Yes. Should we call it a day? Should we quit while we're ahead? We should probably do a little shout out to Topher Dole and Chris Hart. I have an announcement. You can find us on smart speakers. So now, hopefully, going forward, it's going to be, hey, play a Mile High Report on XYZ, and it should come up. So, so we are now on smart speakers. Not that we weren't before, but we are now findable. <laughs> please please check us out it's awesome we love alexa we love google home siri she really tries her heart out and it just it's just not working for her but you know we really hope it's going to come together for her soon follow us on on twitch too because we're going to start having a lot more shows uh here on this platform it's great for video i love being able to chat with everybody live lord Though we have lost Neil Smith to free agency and Steve Atwater to the Jets, still, we hope our beloved Broncos can bring home another Super Bowl championship and once again bathe in the glory of your light. Amen. Amen. Let's go. Let's go. Broncos. Broncos. Let's go, Broncos. Broncos. Let's go. Go, Broncos. 13 and 3. Woo. We don't care. With Lori Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. Incomplete.